Hey everybody and welcome to the Everyday Entrepreneur. My name is Fareed Coloco, a lifelong starter, lifestyle connoisseur, and adventure junkie. I'm on a mission to encourage millions to build businesses aligned with their passions and create the life of their dreams. Each week I'm bringing on guests from all different walks of life who took the plunge and chased their dreams. I'm confident that through their stories, you'll find the inspiration to create the impact you want with your life too. Today we continue our exploration talking to Andre Trapezonian of Trapezonian Education. He focused on helping students have a successful college experience, no matter their background. Join us while we dive into his journey of starting up. So thank you so much for spending time with us today, and here's your episode. Hi, Andre. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Great. So, you know, we're going to dive into it and learn more about you and Trapezonian education and the motivations for you to get started there. But before we get started with that, I want to know a little bit about who are you? You know, who's Andre? Tell us about that. Sure. Um, so I would say, like, the most recent events, um, I came to the U.S. three years ago as an international student. Uh, before I was engaged in legal practice in Ukraine, I was studying law, I was practicing law for a while. But during my studies in the U.S., I kind of like became self-aware that I'm way more into entrepreneurship. So I feel that I don't want to necessarily become a commercial law attorney, but I'd rather be on the business side of the thing. So I did my education here as well. And uh, down the road, I figured what will be the industry or the interest I would want to pursue as a business. That's how I got to know about that. I actually love education itself. I want to help people get educated. I want to find solutions and uh, services, offerings that can help them either come to the U.S. and get college degrees or also improve their life overall through self-education as well. So this Very cool. So you were involved in law, law back in the Ukraine before you came out? Yes, yes. I also, initially, I also came, like, just continue my, uh, like, improve my, I guess, overall knowledge from uh, from the standpoint of international law, because uh, in Europe there is a different system, and in, in the U.S. there is a different system, so I wanted to, like, be able to comprehend all of it, and I came and I studied law here as well, but down the road, I kind of, there were like many variables and, and, and reasons why, but the core reason was I just you know, got very clear on what I actually want to do day to day. My thing was like I had this end goal that we all picture we are successful, that we have uh, generational wealth, that we are well-known people and they produce value. But then you ask yourself, okay, that's just the end result or that's somewhere in 10, 20, 30 years from now. But what if what I want to do like daily and if, it's a bad day, but if I'm bored, if I'm tired, I still want to do it all 16 hours a day. So and probably at that point in time, it wasn't law. It wasn't doing the paperwork. It wasn't actually doing legal consulting. It's something like it was doing creating products and services around what I believe in most. Yeah, that's how I shift. Yeah, that's really cool. That's, um, you see a lot of people divert, divert a lot of education and something to one sector. And it takes a lot of guts to just say, okay, I'm going to pivot because, you know, while I like this, I I don't love it. And um, it, to try to find that passion because when, especially when you're running your own business and sometimes it's not just nine to five, you know, usually it's more than that. 
did find something that, you know, I think you said it really well, that you really have passion in that it's not like that you can work on it all the time if you need to in order to move forward. That's very cool. So back in the Ukraine, uh, were you working before you came here in in the field? or? Yes. I, I wouldn't say that I had like very significant working experience at that time, but uh, it was good enough to taste. Uh, I was in, I also tried myself in different, like, yes, I actually was doing marketing, worked in a chamber of commerce in Ukraine, but those more like starting points. And that's where I also, I also was doing lots of like community work or extracurricular and activities in different organizations. And that's where I understood yeah. what I actually like. What's my character is about? Do I want to go out and do things? Do I want to sit and do more like analytical work? What is the percentage of those type of things I want to do daily? And that's how I kind of like understood. So I worked, but um, just enough to taste. It's something like that Gary Vaynerchuk likes to say. It's like you have to try many things uh, to actually then get to know what you want to do for the next 10, 20 years. Very cool. So then you came out here and you went to school over here? Yes. So I came uh, first time in 2017. I arrived to Fayetteville in Arkansas. And uh, I studied there in the Master of Laws program. It's like advanced one-year program. Uh, in college, um, it's a little bit different from what, from what domestic American students study, but it's still, it's like definitely, definitely introduction to the legal system here. And uh, the road, I figured, okay, um, lots of legal education now. And like this, and I definitely have some understanding of what's going on. But do I actually know how business works? Like, yes, I can help businesses register their companies, figure out taxes, or or do some corporate things, but do I actually know how people run those businesses? And I was like, not really. And then I was, okay, being an international student, I had also to people that was very difficult because I had so many limitations of what I can do at that point in time. So I decided I'm just gonna reserve my rights to work at this point and I'm gonna just shift and go study MBA. So, and it just happened to be a little bit long ride. I knew that I have to kind of like make two steps back to make then five forward. Like I knew that I have to study again instead of like working on implementing my business ideas. But that was really good. Now I see that there was really uh, like, there was beneficial uh, because I definitely became more clear on what, like I actually learned some business stuff. Then I practiced it uh, in the company. I also work uh, and um, education also helped me. And just I got clear what I want to do. Um, and that, that, that was helpful. So I'm, now I don't regret that it took a little bit more time um, than otherwise I would do go ahead and work. So. Yeah, totally. So what were your motivations for starting your own business out here? I think um, I, uh, at some point, like, okay, bouncing back, like the whole idea of like actually running a business, like regardless of industry, function, etc. That was within me for a long, like as long as I remember myself. I wouldn't say that I was entrepreneurial-ish like um, when I was in my childhood. I was more like very traditional approach. Like I was focused on education. My parents made sure that I will be like trying to be the best at what I do, what I learn. So it was more a little bit traditional approach like in Ukraine. But um, still, I knew in my mind that I want to some point create something. I want to operate it and I want to build teams and I want to like, use that good result and give it to the world. 
and I want to be like in the center of it. So I want to make sure it's me who did, meaning not in a sense like in a selfish way, but just in a way like, okay, I, I was productive in that sense. I did something of my own. Um, it, it's even less of being like a boss for yourself. It's more so to just look in the mirror and say, okay, cool, I actually did this. And by my own terms, the way I see it, I succeeded. So that's my goal. And I always thought that it doesn't matter. I will be a lawyer or a doctor or entrepreneur, lifestyle entrepreneur or anything. I want to make sure that down the road, I will have my own business at some point. So Yeah, that you have like your own stake in it, into your financial. Business. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. That's very cool. So tell me more. So you went out and you created Trapezonian Education. And so what yes. does that look like? What's that all about? Yeah, so it was an interesting experience. It took me away. Like, you know how, how startups think they like, oh, yeah, but the next three months we will do this, especially if you are solo, like in my situation. Like, oh, yeah, I have this four months. I'm going to do it. And then it was like one and a half years. So I'm like, it's called the plan planning fallacy. And it's where I see the end goal and it's a straight line to my finish line. But I forget about the, the valley and the cliff face and the, the lake all in between in my journey that I have to get to. Yes. It's like every task I was putting in front of myself was taking longer to do. And it's not necessarily even was my fault or something else or like my lack of knowledge or practice. It was just the way it is. It's like you think you can do it quick. Even daily, you put like three or four main tasks you want to accomplish. And then you realize when you actually want to make it and accomplish diligently and you want to have like a really nice result, like, oh man, I only can do this one task today, not three or four. So that, that was going. And I also had like lots of like struggle um, in a sense of like student survival in the US. Um, I changed a bunch of apartments. It was like very humble living, very like um, like hustler type living for two years where I exchanged apartments, I slept in the hall, I was here and there. Again, very, very Gary style. <laughs> and I think I knew that like I was enabled for that with this immigrant mentality type already way before but it's just a good reminder he, the way he articulated so um so that was lots of struggle but down the road i decided for myself like okay i have to do something now because there will be never uh, a better time meaning i can't always just find comfort in like okay now i have like a little bit of money i have the job i have something i can actually do it no like it doesn't work that way because then i will have something else that will postpone it so I just decided at least to start doing it as a blog first and make an introduction to the world that, hey, I have this offering. I want to help students around the world get the best American education. I want to help American students get the uh, education in our colleges and universities at the lowest cost possible, or even for free. Because uh, in my experience, I know that many domestic students do not utilize all the tools that they have and just go for the loans and things like that so my goal is like to help them um, basically educate themselves in that regard because i was in the course of the last four years i was getting into 27 american universities and this whole process of like a to z uh, gave so much knowledge that now i'm packaging up and building around my offering like so that's how i figured what i want to do um so i then officially kind of like has actually created a company uh, this january so it's pretty oh. months ago yeah and from that now i'm like focused on go to market activities um you know make it tangible some of my offerings and things like things like that but motivation 
desire came came mostly um, while I, I still was in college because I practically finished my last degree two months ago. So, oh, nice! Congrats! Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So now that you know you started, uh, kind of, it's been a long road planning, getting everything developed, and getting your foot in the door in the right places, and then you launched in January. I launched as well my coaching business in January. So we all know. Then what happened in the springtime for us, right? What, what you know, how how do you navigate that? That's that's a good question because at first I was like, well, it's okay because um, at this point I don't have much to lose. I'm just in the starting point, uh, and I thought, oh, that the whole consultant that I'm doing already was focused on being like very online, uh, like you know, able versus having like traditional agencies that like let's say my, my competition they would prefer create offices where people can go in person and have conversations around what they want to do with college or self-education anything like but now um i i already like disregarded that idea i thought that in the future whenever i will grow and i will have a team then i can think of like office for for the operations for the like you know things like that but not office for clients actually going because that's just, especially with international students being so huge market, it doesn't make any sense to go there, waste your money and like all the costs and creating offices and affiliate stuff versus if you, you can reach out to them directly online in a more effective and um, cost-efficient way. That was my thought process. Yet, when the COVID happened, actually, I did not realize that how many complications it will create for international travel or uh, different nuances with visas or things like that or even just the people's mentality of like having fear of, of traveling even when everything is open you know it takes like substantial time to figure out what is safe and what is um not necessarily like a safety problem but like more mental mentality shift that people need to make back and students that are influenced both in the international market and in the US, right? Some students just don't want to go like, they don't like this idea of online studying in college, or they, they don't want um, to go right now. There's something very focused on getting education maybe right now. You know what I mean? Like they would be focused to preserve the assets. It also depends, of course, like if it's uh, students who like live with parents and things like that, income mm -hmm. level, employment. There are so many big macro variables that, that hit every industry, including, but the most, I guess the biggest challenge was is international students because again with them like literally they cannot fly to the US uh, till the end of this year. I mean not all some countries can. Most of European countries don't, and uh, mm -hmm. creates the thing that they have postponed visas and everything. And if I would work with them like now, it will be just harder to get because they also getting confused. They don't know the immigration law policies and things like that, so they think that oh, there is a complete ban for anything which is not true. And I have to spend lots of time educating them and saying, hey, hey, don't worry that much. We'll figure it out. And there is no complete ban or something like that. So that, that's like creates complications for that market. But at the same time, I'm trying to pivot and I'm trying to like focus uh, on two things. One is students who want to come in 2021, mm -hmm. uh, assuming that the, the next fall everything will be cool. Uh, and another one is I actually want to, I, I really like glad that you touched on coaching and I, I really love what you do. Uh, I love the idea of like, there is consultant and service and there is coach. That's also mm -hmm. what I get into. I want to help 
students, uh, by coaching them while they already in college. So instead of like helping them get into college, I want to coach them how to like succeed. Um, it's like productivity management, anxiety, all the things that students go through, or even financial management, again, balancing, balancing out loans and scholarships and like job and goals and career goals and things like that. So that's one of the things I want to get into. It's, it's college success coaching, basically. And that's something that also is a solution for situations like uh, because um, students who are returning students, they don't need to get to college. They are just coming back and they need that guidance uh, to help them. So these are a few things. I'm that's great. That's really awesome. Yeah, I think it's all about trying to kind of pivot in the best ways possible and really just understand the ways to move forward. And I think, like, I think you hit now on the head, like, as the environment shifts, because one thing happened, right? You can't get visas into the country or something like that. Like, you can switch your services around what's happening currently. And so maybe it's advice, like, maybe included in your packages, it's more advice around how to get into the country or how to navigate some of the visa process or working as you said with kids who are already in college but it's around that same meta of your helping people throughout their college experience and be successful throughout that i think it's very important when you're positioning your business to have a focus on what you're doing but have an overall theme that's flexible enough to pivot as you need to throughout throughout the years and that's, I, w- I was recently thinking that something so important uh, to be able to pivot and adapt to market condition, regardless of whether you're a startup or mature business, it just seems like um, if you don't enable yourself, even for the mindset that, that like a business owner, that you have to adjust something, even if you hate, like you have to, just like in situations with restaurants, really like, um, that some of them struggled so much and uh, some of them went out of business practice. But those who were able to like figure out the ways to reinvest in like delivery and things like that, right? They, um, you know, it's like there are some, I always have this example because I literally just heard it um, in some other podcast. So uh, the restaurant owner likes to have people inside the restaurant and the, the difference with delivery and making there it's that freshness and there are like so many unique recipes uh, that they do that if let's say you make a perfect burger and you have to just make it and give it to a customer to eat it right now over within, within like 15 minutes versus make it and then it will be delivered within 40 minutes if it's like a big city maybe small then they have to microwave it like to make it to use heat and things like that that's true that this small details of like deliciousness and like perfect things uh, might be lost. But if you don't do it during things like COVID, then you might lose your entire restaurant. So Yeah, that's a very good example. Yeah. So it's like you have to, it's a trade-off. Um, like you choose the, um, the least worst outcome um, and, and the plan of action you have to do then. And let's say hopefully we are in the clear and the restaurants operate like they used to. Uh, then you can say, okay, thanks so much. We stop in delivery right now. Really encourage you to come inside the restaurant and have this amazing experience. So, but I, I noticed not many were able to do it, or not. I would say not necessarily able. Like not not many were um, 
you know, eager to, to change. And that's what's mm-hmm. so. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's all about being able to pivot and get used to the norm, but I really appreciate the sentiment of saying, you know, it might not be perfect, but uh, sometimes we got to operate at 80% just to make sure we keep moving forward, and that's uh, really definitely a reality into the challenges we see today. Yeah. So let me ask you, you know, you're out there giving advice and education to students. What would you tell somebody who's looking to start a business right now as far as advice yeah so i think i would i would pinpoint that i like a few things but i would i would focus on the thing i a little bit touched on is um actually starting it so i know it's a little bit it might be like a little bit like cliche or like over you know it sounds like too motivational but actually it's it's really practical it's like when you have an idea and you have a thought you want to really start a you just want at least to try make it tangible because you right now just having it in your mind and not written on paper not having a whiteboard not having a canvas not having a model not having a website not having anything you wouldn't even understand to really want to pursue it not necessarily one but does it does make sense to capitalize on this um so there is like very big difference in procrastinating because you need comfort and you need to remove doubt self-doubt and there is also difference between oh you made the market research and you realize this is not a good opportunity to do and you don't want to invest your time right now oh man so these are two very different Uh, i think i see within myself i also at some point i realized i'm just gonna do it right now because i'm not gonna be able to find that perfect comfort or like the perfect tool or the perfect moment because one i'm doing it and then things like market research things like target and segmentation all these things that they have to do, the data of how we how they actually approach business that's a different um moment it's it's the moment of you realizing um you have a strategy does it actually work uh, or did you actually like try to implement it uh whether it makes sense whether it makes sense to change that's like then after first six months of you doing something very tangible for starting your business. Um, so ultimately, the best advice to actually start it and don't postpone it because uh, everybody has all these reasons, reasons. I had college, I had no money, I had uh, I had a family member to like take care of. And the problem is all those re- reasons will always be on top of your head, like shoulders. If not always, something else will replace them. So um, yeah, there'll never be a good, better time just do it right now and then if you don't like it it doesn't work you will change you are like the owner of your decisions so uh don't be scared to, to, to be judged by someone in your friends that's another like small follow-up advice like some people also are afraid to do it because if it doesn't work then people will say oh he just wasted his time on this entrepreneurship it's better for him to just go and, and work uh, nine to five and and you know if if you will notice such friends in your in your area, uh, I mean within within your environment, just re reanalyze whether they are actually your friends or not. So um, absolutely, yeah, I would say just do it and and see how it goes. Yeah, that's such a great model, man. The first step is always the hardest, and then once you take that first step, just keep moving from there. And um, yeah, just a really important message I think is you can figure out all the things later. 
Um, everything's going to change after day one. So might as well get started today and then continue building as you go. Uh, because you can build everything in the real world. And once you turn the lights on, it's all going to change <laughs> within once you get started. Very cool. And then on the flip side of that, like, what would you do if you were to do this all over again? What would you do differently? Yeah, that's that's a really good question. Um, I would actually like even um, th this is so that's what I said in terms of speed. Um, you just have to start. Uh, but when you actually start it, then this thing strategy versus tactics. Like, um, I realized that it's all, you also have to know yourself. It's like, there is so much self-awareness involved, like self-awareness of who you are as a person and what are your best skills at this point in time. That's so important because then you understand what pre, through what prism you look at your business or, or how you operate. Your operational yeah. means so much also, because I noticed as much as I'm like a visionary and I like strategy and I like high, high level strategies where are we going what we're doing then i also like systems and then i think it's good that i like them but there is uh, a tricky problem you might get caught with uh, making everything clean and systematized uh very start so i noticed that at some point i was like focused so much on um, oh should i use this tool for my lead generation or like should i uh, use you know from old school Excel go to QuickBooks or something else or accounting or something. And, it, and it's all cool and you will do it, but you don't need to rush into it. It's not that important. The main question I forgot to ask myself in my first three months, how do I actually get a lead or a prospect or a client today, right now? And this thing, I was like, oh my God, I, I wasted so much time creating, being like a creator versus like trying to actually uh, communicated uh, to the world and more actionable. Not like mm -hmm. you did it and then you wait. Unless you pay like millions of dollars and you're like content marketing or something, that does, nobody will see you, nobody will find you. Like, do not wait for people to come to you. So you created your website, you created an offering, you created um, a few other small things. Then now immediately start to think, what do with those things? How can I leverage them? Where should I send them? Email newsletters? talking, going in person, Zoom calls, what should I do with it? Like how I will go to market and get a lead right now versus, oh, how I will keep my leads clean and like lead list or how I will keep my expenses clean. Those things are amazing to, to have everything clean, but the speed is lose, you lose the speed and uh, the speed is what you need in the start, I think. Not because like you have competitors and background, but because when you will see results, you yourself will get more motivated and inspired to continue. But if you just keep going and making it all clean and you don't see results, you don't have clients, you will then at some point question whether you did something right, and then you also can give up. And by the way, you giving up will be also wrong. Not because uh, it's like you gave up, you quit. Not because of that. It's because, like, I, I like this parallel with the gym. So let's say you want to do bench press, and you are doing it for the first time in your life. And you are practicing it for a week. And then you, th you say you don't see results. But then you think maybe bench press is not good. You, know, you need to use, uh, you know, dumbbell, you know, like chest or something else. But you actually quit it too, like, fast. You didn't really utilize it. You, you were just all the time trying to improve. You were trying to find new uh, exercise, 
new reps, new sets, something else. You 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 try tactical things instead of actually committing to that one to mastering that specific action, that specific exercise. Just like this, set your strategy and just do it. Just find clients first. Feel it that it works. You have results, and you won't give your, yourself a chance to give up. Uh, so that's that's something that is I think maybe helpful for people because again everybody is driven but by, by different motivation, different level of like commitment, and um, sometimes major things like COVID happen and, and some people just don't like have motivation at all, and you want to protect protect yourself from from quitting, kind of like not giving you a chance to even have that opportunity. So I was lucky enough to be driven for a longer period of time to not quit and, and do something. Although I wish I was focused more on the speed and like getting clients and like drawing the, 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 the offering versus just making things around to make it more beautiful and more clean and more systematic. You know what I mean? So yeah, speed and like actually getting clients, actually going out there to the world and saying, hey, I'm here and I'm, I'm going to help you right now. So that's something I would advise. Yeah, Myself. absolutely. <laughs> Basically. No, I resonate a lot with that. I'm like a lot of the designer. I love looking at what tools work and then what links to what. And like, you know, I spend a lot of time, I've, I've seen myself in the past with the same problem where you spend so many weeks identifying like, what's the best way to count my money before I've even made any money. And so it's like, go out there and make some and then count it by hand. And then once you have too much to count by hand, figure out QuickBooks or something like that, right? Figure out a tool to count it because now it's too hard. And uh, I think we all, we get it, we get excited by a lot of the bells and whistles. So. Yes. It's, it's, and now it's just, they have so many and we're going crazy, like, oh my God. And all those, and then, then you also get like um, attracted because QuickBooks and things like that, or like CRM tools or things like that, they are actually amazing and they really, they are not very high in pricing. So startups can afford them easily in the initial. That's why you get like very um, attracted because the offering is so good. But then on the flip side, you don't need to really spend those 35, 50 bucks, 100 bucks per month for that right now because you think it will improve your system, but you forget that you also have to train yourself how to use that tool. You have to have a call with a, a customer success manager of that company, like CRM offering or something. You waste so much time on this, figuring out how things work. And then in the six months after that, you realize you did not improve your system. You just made it like look better from the outside. But for mm -hmm. yourself, you still waste too much time. Yeah, so, and at that point, your system needs to be able to pivot so much. It needs to be flexible and change that the every system you put in place traps you from making changes a little bit. So once you have your system flowing and moving and you have people coming through your pipeline, now I know what my requirements really are. Where day one, you have no clue if what you're thinking in your mind is going to actually work. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Andre, for taking time out of your day to talk with, our, talk with us, talk with our group. How can people reach out to you? How can people engage with uh, Trapezonian Education? Yeah, so I would love to connect. By the way, thank you so much for having me, first of all. Oh, of course, yeah, no problem. Yeah, it was a pleasure. And uh, I, so for those who are interested as in a sense of being a client or like student or parents 
uh, I always give like 30 minutes free consultations and, and figure out things, give some insights that may be helpful for students, whether it's international student or American student, in terms of how to succeed or how to get to college. So that's something, um, the, the easiest way probably just send me an email, but I always say like, what is the most convenient for uh, the, the prospect, right? The person who is interested. If you want to send me a DM on my Instagram, uh, Andre Trapezonian, always the same, or Trapezonian Education, uh, you can do Instagram. If you want a Facebook, you can do Facebook. I don't, um, I don't have specific, like, attitude that you have to use some, just one tool. It's more convenient. For those people who are, though, interested more from, like, business partnership perspective or universities or, like, people just want to network and collaborate, uh, LinkedIn, I guess, is also the best, just because that platform is very enabled for this type of communication. So, yeah. Awesome. That's great. Yeah, we'll include all the links down in the show notes, and that's awesome. Um, you know, you definitely hope people come out and reach out with Trapezonian Education, both parents or different business and collaboration prospects uh, to the universities. You're doing a great job of being able to help connect people and find the best options and champion those universities that are making it uh, easy for people to join and collaborate with. So, man, thank you so much. I really appreciate you for your time such an inspirational message of you know you you've done it right but just get out there follow your passions and get started and take that first step and then start building things as you go because things are going to change at any given time and you know even if you've got something good in your belt like law or whatever it's not too late to pivot and think about what you truly love to do you're gonna have to do it day in and day out for the rest of your life so might as well make you excited when you think about working about it yes exactly and it's, it's like and it's always if you succeed in one there is nothing that holds you on moving to the next venture or next activity it's like they, they, the mindset of uh, not eliminate uh, activities or businesses or ideas from yourself it's, it's good and helpful but at the same time yes you still have almost so much physical and mental Power. So it means you have to focus on one thing first and then move to the next one and you succeed with it. Got it. That's so true, man. Every success is in the mindset. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, and uh, we really appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. You too. Take care, Andre. All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Learning from the pivots and deliberate exploration it took to develop a business that resonated with what Andre put as what he wanted to do on the bad days. It took guts and perseverance. And as he stated, you just gotta go out there and do it. So if you're ready to launch or grow your consulting business and need some guidance to achieve success, focus on your offer, get consistent organic leads, and command the value you deserve, reach out to me and I'll help you get moving in the right direction fast. Have a good one, y'all. Take care.